What's holding you back from achieving greatness in life? Did your parents provide you with a less than stellar upbringing? Welcome to the Transformative Duff. My name is Rabbi Daniel Friedman. Today we are on page 42 of Tractate Nadarim, and we learn the importance of breaking free from their domain and taking control of our own destiny. Welcome to the Transformative Duff, and thank you for being my Chavrusa today. I like to begin with a story. Our forefather Avraham's family owned an idol store, and from a young age Avraham was called upon to assist his father at work. One day Terach instructed his son to mind the shop while he was out running errands. Boy was he shocked when he came back to find all the idols shattered. What happened? Terach cried. Well, a lady came in with an offering to one of the idols. The big one then got jealous and beat him up. Some of the others tried to defend their friend, and they all ended up in one big brawl. What you see here, Avram concluded, shaking his head, is the result of their skirmish. That's preposterous, screamed Terach. Idols aren't able to fight. Listen to yourself, Dad, responded Avram. If they can't fight, how do you ascribe supernatural powers to them? That was too much for Terach to hear. He grabbed Avram by the ear and dragged him off to King Nimrod for judgment. After a brief interrogation, Nimrod cast Avram into a fiery furnace. However, lo and behold, Avraham emerged unscathed. Hashem subsequently appeared to Avraham and commanded him, Go for yourself from your land and from your birthplace and from your father's house to the land that I will show you. Avraham thus set out on his journey that would eventually land him in Canaan, later to become the land of Israel. Why did God instruct Avraham to go from his father's house? If he was already leaving his land and birthplace, didn't that already include the home of his parents? Let's look at today's Gemara. Rav and Shmuel both say that if one vowed before the sabbatical year, benefit from this property is forbidden to you, the other may neither enter his field nor eat from the produce that leans out of the field, even though the sabbatical year arrived. But if he vowed during the sabbatical year, he may not enter the field, however he may eat from the produce that leans out of the field. And Rabbi Yochanan and Reish Lakish both say that if one vowed before the sabbatical year, benefit from my property is forbidden to you, the other may neither enter his field nor eat from the produce that leans out of the field. When the sabbatical year arrives, he may not enter his field. However, he may eat from the produce that leans out of the field. Let us say that the debate is as follows. Rav and Shmuel maintain a person can prohibit an item in his domain. And the prohibition remains in effect even when it leaves his domain. Rabbi Yochan Reish Lakish maintain a person cannot prohibit an item in his domain and have the prohibition remain in effect once it leaves his domain. Let's analyze the Gemara. We are all products of our experiences in life. And of course, our most intensive experiences occur during our formative years. Many of us are fortunate to have had loving parents who brought us up with tender loving care. But there are those whose childhood left a lot to be desired. Their parents may have neglected them, or in some cases, God forbid, acted abusively toward them. Such a tragic upbringing may leave stains that remain with a person for many years to come. If one finds himself in such an awful predicament, what remedy is there? Let's discuss an important bracha that we make each morning. Blessed are you, Hashem, matir asurim. Most of us are familiar with the meaning of these words in the context of permissible and forbidden items and behaviors. But clearly we're not praising God for allowing that which is forbidden. What then is the meaning of these two words? Hebrew uses the same words for prohibit versus permit and tie versus loose. To prohibit something is to tie it up. To permit something is to loosen the ties. 
Let me illustrate with the cute story of the fellow who steps onto a bus in Israel and asks the driver if he can bring his dog on board. The driver responds, Mutar Asur, Asur Mutar, which means if it is unbound, it is prohibited. If it is tied on a leash, it is permitted. We all have issues in life that are tying us down, keeping us prisoner, holding us back from becoming our very best. These impediments are our psychological barriers to success. When we make the bracha matir asurim, we praise Hashem and remind ourselves that He has the power to remove all obstacles. He can and will unlock the prison gate and allow us to accomplish great things. But we need to be prepared to walk through that gate as difficult as that may be. One of the most perilous obstacles is the feeling that one cannot advance and achieve greatness due to the wounds inflicted upon oneself by one's parents. Many people go through life with ill feeling toward their parents that they just can't shake. They feel scarred by their upbringing long after they've left their parents' home and guardianship. They just can't, can't help blaming all the pitfalls of their life on the after-effects of their poor childhood. But that's no way to live your life. Listen to the sage words of Rabbi Yochanan and Rish Lakish in our Gemara. A person cannot prohibit something from his domain once it has left his domain. There comes a time when you must take the reins of life and move past a difficult childhood. You might have had a challenging time as a child, but now you are in your own domain. Your parents cannot prohibit you from achieving your very best once you have left their domain. Now you alone are in control of your life and destiny. Why did Hashem instruct Avraham to leave his father's house? Tosfas HaShalem teaches that Hashem was instructing him not to bring his father with him. But why would he have thought of bringing Terach to the Promised Land with him? If you look into the Torah's narrative, you find that Terach did indeed accompany them on the first part of the journey from ur Kastim to Haran. According to the Radak, Hashem appeared to Avram twice to command him to journey out of his birthplace, once in ur Kastim and the second time in Haran. Only the second time did Avram appreciate the fact that he must leave his father behind. Leaving his father behind would not have been easy for Avraham, but it was a path that he had to choose. Despite whatever gratitude and esteem Avraham may have felt for his father, there was a lot of damage that he needed to step away from. The idolatry, the subservience to Nimrod, and perhaps even the violence. Our sages provide the story of the smashing of the idols, which seems to stand in stark contrast to the paragon of chesed, loving kindness that Avraham later epitomizes. That violent approach needed to stay behind. He needed to leave his father's house behind. It's time to take control of your life. The past cannot change, but you are the master of your future. You have the ability to dictate your destiny and determine the consequences of your actions and choices. May you live life according to the dictates of your own decisions and free yourself from the shackles of your past, wishing you a transformative day. Thank you for tuning into the Transformative Duff Podcast with Rabbi Daniel Friedman. Whether you've been doing Duff Yomi for years or you're not quite ready to commit but want to be part of the Duff Yomi global movement, there's something in the Transformative Duff for everyone. It's about joining the conversation. It's about talking over the Duff with your family, your friends, your colleagues. It means never being short of a discussion starter or a meaningful Dvar Torah. Every page of the Gemara, every word, every letter contains the secrets of the universe. To achieving a life of simcha and purpose, transform your life today. The Transformative Daf is published by Mosaica Press and available at all good Jewish bookstores 
and online from mosaicopress.com. Thank you to Transformative Dots.